0: Everybody, welcome to Sawbones' a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host Justin McElroy,
1: and I'm Sydney McElroy. Sydney, what's wrong? I'm just, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt uh, your feelings. Go on,
0: wanna. go on and say it. Everybody else on the internet said it. You might as well say it too.
1: I just, you know, last week's episode, it was. I mean, it seemed to be really popular. Yeah. Like a lot of mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Really liked it and said really nice things. And I'm not saying that they don't say that about our show when you're on it.
0: Well, in fiction, I was on it, to be fair. I was just in the body of a 14-year-old girl.
1: Right, sure. Uh-huh. That was the case. I'm, I'm just saying that when it's you in your own body with your own voice, people aren't necessarily as i don't mean they don't like it they're just not as like enthusiastic okay. about our you show
0: i want to be honest especially for the star of the show and we're we're like married and we should be supportive and stuff that was a pretty sick burn there's a, there's a lot of burning going on right now
1: well you know what could have helped you with that burn what sydney if you would have worn sunscreen
0: wow wow that's like a double burn on i guess is it on a, on both of us i guess
1: if you're asking medically if that was a double burn, that's not a thing. There are second degree burns, but there's not a double burn. No, I burn. know there's not
0: a double burn. Okay. Yeah. Sunscreen. Fine.
1: Sydney, I've got a double burn. Okay. this Okay.
0: Fine. Intro over. We're talking about <laughs> sunburns.
1: I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings.
0: It's all right. It's a really good posy start to the show. I'm really into it. <laughs>
1: I am. I am glad that you're back.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I did miss going, you, yes, yes, yes.
1: and I love you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and our child is glad you're back, and even Riley is glad <sighs> you're back. Probably.
0: I think. Uh, so thanks to the people who suggested this topic, and here it is. No more need to de- denigrate Justin.
1: Well, I'll tell. I'll, I'll tell you who the people are who yep. suggested this episode. Mm-hmm. Let's just not. Let's not just thank them in general. Let's name them.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, thank you. I'm
0: not going to help you. I'm not going to keep up. You're not going to help you. at all. I'm too okay. Angry.
1: All right, thank you to Jackson and Tina and Anthony and Nicholas for suggesting some variety of this topic. That I included you all because you suggested either sunburns or sunscreen or sun tanning, and we're just going to talk about it all because it's summer.
0: Summertime. Yeah. Summertime.
1: Which is great, except for. In the summer, everybody forgets that they haven't been outside all year long.
0: Right. You're so happy to get out there and get that D. And
1: the first thing they do is go outside and hang out in the sun all day and get sunburned. And that's a big problem. So I think we should talk about it.
0: Sounds good, see It Hit me.
1: Okay. So it's been known for a while that there is a link between skin damage and sun exposure. Uh, we didn't really understand it. We just knew that... You know, if you're out in the sun and the heat for a long time, sometimes it hurt, you know, your skin hurt. Got it. It got red and it would peel off. And but we thought it had something to do with the heat mainly.
0: Yeah, that we makes sense. You're skin feels hot afterwards so that adds up that tracks for me
1: exactly and we didn't really understand anything else about the sun other than that it was bright and there was heat and then of course like we liked the sun because a lot of cultures ancient cultures especially would worship the sun right so it you know and, and we didn't understand anything about like UV rays or anything that wasn't until like the 1800s when we figured out, like, ultraviolet light and the, the spectrum of light and, and like, that there are things like rays from the sun that that hurt us that have nothing to do with, like, the heat itself.
0: So how, how did sort of ancient cultures uh, sort of uh, adapt to this?
1: It's interesting because it, as you kind of go through history, people would come up with ways to protect themselves from the sun to varying degrees kind of based on... What, um, a, a lot of it was based on what was considered beautiful. So for, a, uh, for a long time, pale skin was kind of the ideal. Mm-hmm. Y- you wouldn't want to look like you spend a lot of time outside. Um, and a lot of that had to do with the, just the connotation that if you, if you did have a tan or if you were certainly if you were burnt and you spend a lot of time outside, then you're a laborer. Okay. And so the upper classes would be inside. And so they wouldn't have hands. want well, so, soft
0: hands, soft hands makes it for a cool guy or where, lady.
1: Soft hands makes for a cool guy or
0: lady, as they say.
1: Where did who says that? It's an
0: old saying from the olden times.
1: I have never heard that. It's in
0: hierog—well, it's translated loosely from hieroglyphs, so hieroglyphics. So,
1: so, so you're a cool guy? Did you make that up?
0: I have rough hands. I've been building a uh, swing set. All day for Charlie. So I have rough laborer's hands.
1: <laughs> Justin has developed rough laborer's hands in one day from, so, to, from building a swing set. So, to- Sydney, how was I handled in Egypt? Uh, since they felt that pale skin was the ideal, they would try to protect their self from the s- sun, knowing that it did... I mean, they, they recognized there was a color change in their skin after being out in the sun. So they would lighten their skin with, like, myrrh and frankincense and actually even dye it sometimes with, like, a yellow ochre mm-hmm. that you would rub into your skin and would make it appear paler. Um, they also used a kind of ancient sunscreen, which was made of jasmine and uh, rice. Um, and there was actually... Um, in the rice bran, there is a chemical that absorbs UV light and can help restore damaged DNA. So there actually was some like magic to it. Dry
0: out your cell phone, make delicious treats when added toasted and added to marshmallow. What can't rice do? Rice is the closest we have to a cure all.
1: <laughs> if you no, are no. a phone,
0: or you are skin, no. or you are hungry.
1: No, uh, but also if you're not, if you're trying to limit your carbohydrates, don't. No, uh, no, correct. don't. That's then, true. so then bad. bad. Then not rice.
0: Not
1: good. Um, in Greece, they also attempted to kind of protect themselves from the sun. Specifically, you know, we I always always picture like the ancient Olympics. And there are all these, I mean, they were men. It was men. I say men just because only men were allowed to participate. And uh, they were all like doing their athletics and they were naked. Like, you know that, right? I'm not making it Right, up. that's like, not they, new. Yeah, like they did their naked Olympics. And they were all oiled up. Mm-hmm. That's like true. They would rub olive oil all over themselves
0: for the sun damage.
1: Yes, to protect themselves from the sun. Does that work? No. Oh uh, no. no. I mean, somewhat, but I mean, no. It's probably better no. than
0: nothing. And at the very least, yes. you'll end up delicious.
1: Yes, better than nothing. Um, and your skin would be great. Sure. I mean, like the you know moisturizing and and good for your skin. But all in all, is that like your ideal sunscreen? Is that what you want to use today? No. No. But it does give us the image of all these like hunky Greek. Athletic dudes, yeah, oiled up. I'm ready to move home. Throwing anymore. throwing discuses, <laughs> disc guy, I think <laughs> throwing disc guy. Um, the Native Americans also had their own version of sunscreen. Um, you, uh, well, actually, their own version of treating a sunburn. You could mix hemlock with deer fat, and that would help treat your sunburn. Hmm. If you if it was too late, if you already had one, um, you could also try plantains. Oh.
0: Just to eat them or?
1: Well, wrap, no, wrap I like on? mash them up and put it on your skin. Topical
0: plantains. Topical
1: plantains. Although, on that note, you should try plantains if you have yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, if you have it,
0: they're delicious. They're,
1: they're really yummy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This and many other food recommendations right here on a Medical History. (laughs) I'm just
1: saying, plantains are delicious. They are. They're not like bananas, though. Don't be confused. Don't Don't just eat one. Don't
0: just eat one and think it's going to be banana-esque because it's not.
1: I mean, you'll know right away they're much harder to peel. So, you know, if it's a banana and you're having a hard time peeling, it's probably a plantain. Should we talk about how to fix plantains or.
0: Or maybe move on to like the next (laughs) thing you want to talk about? Either way, I'm like, good.
1: Okay. Well, I just. I I really like plantains.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, plantain chips fry them up who mm. boy <laughs> mash plantains i could go on like the bubba gump of plantains if you'd like or we could move on to the next like thing
1: <laughs> for a long time like i said uh, avoiding a tan was important because uh you know, then you were showing off that you didn't have to labor out in the sun and mm-hmm. specifically women were supposed to be, you know, fair skinned as a mark of, of beauty. So, like, for instance, Europe during the Middle Ages, women would cover themselves up, you know, like wimples that like women mm. would wear like over their heads. Okay. Like the little like, with the term, cloths but. on their head, like nuns wear. Got it. Except that you know, like old, olden times, yeah, ladies gotcha. would wear over their heads and it protect you from the sun, so that you could kind of stay pale, uh, which was associated with more money. Um, in Japan, they would actually use like some uh, white powders to even lighten their skin. I know this isn't really sun, but just kind of the idea that that pale skin was uh, was was somewhat beautiful. Um, they would they would use these powders to lighten their skin, which is not a good idea. Don't use lead or mercury based Got powders it. on Deal. your skin. Um, in China, it was even like a recommendation, like ancient beauty recommendation that you should wear like dark blue clothing because it would highlight your skin like it would make it look paler. Oh,
0: does that work? I don't know. Which. More I, of a fashion question, I guess.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess. Contrast. Yeah, sure. Yeah, high contrast. to Provide a contrast. Yeah. Um, so anyway, fair was in. And I only mention this just because I think that as we're moving forward, you're going to agree with me that that's not necessarily still the trend. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, we spent... Well, it vacillates. I feel like pale has has its moments sometimes. I'm going to make a case for that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, and then, so, so fair skin is in, it's the beauty ideal, everybody's trying to protect themselves, we don't really know how, except for, as we move forward, we start to see, like, the use of sunlight to treat things, Mm. so the idea that maybe sunlight is good for you starts to become commonplace, so uh, the best example being tuberculosis, we talked a lot, we did a whole show on tuberculosis, and if you remember, because we had no idea what to do for it, we would, like, sit tb patients out in the sun they just sit here in the sun dry them out (laughs) this is probably good for you well there was like the dry climate thing but just like sun in general we thought and i i mean i guess that's nice like if we're not going to cure your tb you can at least spend some time in the sun get your d (laughs) just toast out there uh, well, there was that was another. Well, that you mentioned vitamin D, but that was something else we started to discover was the link between sunlight and vitamin D, and lack of vitamin D and rickets. And so then we started thinking, like, well, maybe the sun isn't all that bad. Maybe it's not this negative thing it's that hurts your bum skin. Wrap all these years, right? Um, but the beauty thing still held a lot of people back from spending time out in the sun because you know, if you wanted to look fancy, you were pale, right? until after the industrial revolution what happened then well that's when people started that was when leisure time was invented
0: (laughs) before that everybody worked and then we invented leisure
1: well that's really true there really were like i mean yeah through a lot of human history i mean think about it like for most of human history we've been just trying to survive man yeah like hunt and gather
0: stay alive so that future generations could invent leisure
1: exactly so I that appreciate. after the industrial revolution there could be really rich people who would say like ah, i have all this time on my hands and i don't have work to do what should i do and somebody was like i don't know be leisurely
0: i appreciate the gesture past generations i really do i know you i give you guys a hard time but i really enjoy leisure now so thank you for that thank
1: you for inventing leisure time thank you for
0: inventing leisure <laughs>
1: um and where, where do you go for leisure time but the beach Okay. Right or somewhere? Well, I don't late, know? They had to the, figure that all out. The somewhere.
0: Leisure time was still in its prototype phase. They they tried a lot of things. Maybe they went to forests. They went to caves. <laughs> Nothing. And somebody, not, are you enjoying yourself? I'm not. This does not feel leisurely to me. No, I was just thinking the same thing. We should try the beach.
1: So what they did? They they used Corona commercials as references and said those those people look. Quite leisurely.
0: This time traveling Corona ad I found (laughs) in a space bottle from that traveled through time and washed up on the beach has people. Why are we? Okay. So we're at the beach for no reason. (laughs) A time traveling bottle rolls up with a Corona ad in it from the future. And we're like, this is right. We should be here. I already like it here. I was like, yeah, me too. And you know what I just invented? Uh, Just a bit of daiquiris. Just like that. (laughs) It was simultaneous.
1: And also hopefully Corona. Yeah. but that didn't come around till later. No, 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 no. Definitely not using a lime in it.
0: No, absolutely no. not.
1: Um, so all these people started spending time at places like the beach and the lake. And I think humans are drawn to water when they want to relax or just whenever. And so they started like chilling outside more. And it started to become a thing like, well, you know, if you're rich, you've got time to hang out at the water. So maybe you start to get a tan. But what really, I, according to what I have read... And I find this hard to believe. A lot of people link it to Coco Chanel. One incident, which this sounds apocryphal to me, yeah. but maybe it's true. That supposedly Coco Chanel was um, yachting, as you do when you're Coco Chanel, Chanel yeah. off the south of France. As uh, you do. As you do. And she was laying out on her yacht and she fell asleep.
0: Unsafe yacht operation for <laughs> if anybody's curious how to how to yacht. That is That is a bad start.
1: I'm going to assume someone else was steering. Yes, I assume that
0: Coco Chanel has her own yacht guy. I would hope she
1: did. I would hope. I would. I would assume it's Coco Chanel. Uh, So she's she's laying on her yacht. She falls asleep. She wakes up, and is just a sun kissed beauty instantly. Now, why she's not burnt and why she's tan just in this story, yeah. I don't know. But, it, but the story goes that she she came back to the coast and walked off the yacht and instantaneously tanning became popular. Go over here. Click, click, click. Paparazzi. And she was just like, this is intentional. I'm assuming that Check out more this of like tan.
0: a, a, a flashpoint, perhaps, or a, 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 a tipping point for tanning rather than just like her changing the whole game in one fill.
1: I don't Nap. know. Maybe so. Possible. So at that point, um, tanning really started to become a mark of wealth, first of all, because uh, you had time to be leisurely and also then beauty, especially from Coco Chanel. And then, you know, you have to imagine that like fashion would follow that, like to, f- to show off more skin, you yeah. know, so that you could, you know, you didn't have to hide your skin and keep it un- untouched by the sun. You could uh, you could show off your tan. Um now, that didn't completely stop us from trying to protect ourselves. We were still trying to figure out why being out in the sun for a long time hurts us. Um, and that was when, as far back as 1918, that's when we first linked sun exposure with cancer. And specifically, like, you you know, that there were UV rays coming from the sun that could cause cellular damage. So we've known this for a really long time. And as a result, people started trying to make real sunscreen. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, so what did what did they make it out of?
1: Well, Justin, I'm going to tell you all about sunscreen. But before I do, why don't you come with me down to the billing department? Let's go.
0: We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts. And that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. Okay, so people started making sunscreen. Sid, what what uh what what did that look like?
1: So first, so we go all the way back to 1878. There's a sunscreen that was made. Um, it's got this uh, Otto Veal of Australia proposed it, and it had tannin in it, which was a substance that would stain your skin a yellowish brown color if you applied it. So it Not may have worked somewhat, sure, but.
0: But but now you have to pay for that in a spray form, right?
1: That's true that maybe in a sense, Otto invented the first spray tan and didn't realize it.
0: That's wow, he should have trademarked that. He'd be rich.
1: Although I don't know a yellowish brown color, mm I'm not sure exactly what color you're going to end up looking. Yeah, that's yeah. Fair. you may just look jaundiced.
0: Yeah. Not great. So what no. other what other options do I have available to me?
1: The first the first sunscreen that was commercially produced was by Milton Blake. In Australia in the 1920s, um, and that was and that was the the big seller for a long time. And a lot of these early sunscreens uh, did work. Um, a lot of them were actually based on the idea that you could reflect the sun rays, right? so they were a sunblock is probably what you would have caused called them. We kind of use the terms interchangeably, but what you're really talking about with any kind of sun protectant. So to speak, is are you absorb like are you absorbing sun's rays with the thing, or are you reflecting the sun's rays? So when you're talking about like the like the zinc oxide kind of stuff that people you know that people put on their nose, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about
0: kind of like a, a really strong white.
1: Yes, stuff. you're talking about like reflecting the sun's rays. Mm-hmm. Um, newer sunscreens, most of them kind of absorb the sun's rays is how they is how they block the sun. So um, when we're talking about the older stuff, it's mainly reflector kind of things. So mm. you probably would have seen them on people. So they weren't as popular, you yeah, know? That makes you, sense. and hard not to a, coat yourself with. Not a great beach look. Um, in uh, in 1946, uh, a Swiss inventor Franz Geiter made Glacier Cream, <laughs> which sounded very fancy um, and was supposed to be better, but actually had an SPF. Today we would know of about two.
0: Okay, not great. No, not, this this not was great, Franz.
1: This was before SPFs, so <laughs> he didn't know that. No, to his credit, yeah. He didn't know. And,
0: in his defense, since he was unaware of them, it was very early in the process, that's like two better than none. He would probably say it's 200% more effective <laughs> than, the, than the leading remedy, which is nothing.
1: Um, now, during World War II, Benjamin Green made a new a new substance that you could use to protect your skin from the sun. He used a red veterinary petroleum jelly, or, or what was called Red Vet Pet. Hmm. Um, that did indeed create a barrier to the sun. It was effective as a sunscreen, um, but you were red.
0: Oh, well, that's not that's not ideal.
1: No, no. Most people... That's what
0: you're trying to avoid.
1: It was very practical sure. for use, you know, like in a wartime setting. Like if you're out in the sun, I, I, I wouldn't have thought much skin was exposed. Maybe their faces, you sure. know. And you, got, you got You got downtime out there get leisure time. leisure time we've invented leisure time leisure, by le- now time so, at this point. so you so you're outside and you don't want your face to get burnt so I guess like putting something that was completely red all over your face petroleum jelly too mm. was okay um, but later on he kind of he kind of adjusted the formula he added some cocoa butter because everybody loves cocoa butter. he added some coconut oil because that smells wonderful mm-hmm. and lo and behold, copper tone.
0: Oh, is that so that's a reference to the original yeah. way it dyed your skin, huh? Absolutely. Oh, huh, interesting. Yeah. I had no idea.
1: Yeah, and obviously, Coppertone eventually no longer turned you red, which yeah. made it a much more popular...
0: In case the Coppertone folks are listening, we're sunscreen. not saying that's still a feature for your product.
1: No, it does not make you red. I, as far as I know, I don't think I use Coppertone.
0: They have some kids' sunscreens now that actually change your skin like blue for a bit, just so you can tell where it's all been applied. And then as it dries, it, it, oh, it okay. turns clear.
1: I was going to say that could be terrifying if they're swimming.
0: Oh, yeah. That would be horrific.
1: If you turn around and your kid's like
0: Don't, swimming around
1: and they're blue, like I'd freak out. I can't
0: even think about that. It's terrifying.
1: No. So, but it turns back to like normal. Yeah. Like, I like, to, whatever so, just your so you skin see tone where it's,
0: is. make sure you got it everywhere and then okay. it dries clear. Okay.
1: Well, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So with uh, with all this new sunscreen, though, you you would think that people were like, well, now that now that they're making sunscreen, I should probably use it. But that wasn't necessarily not everybody felt the need to protect themselves against the sun. Uh, There was still this idea that had kind of permeated society that you needed some kind of healthy glow, Mm -hmm. that it was it was not only a beautiful to look like you'd spend a lot of time out in the sun, but that it was actually a, a, a mark that you were in better health than people who were pale. Uh, this got w- worse. I guess that's the word I'm going to use for this. This got worse uh, up until the 60s. And this is really where you see kind of the height of this idea that, that tanning is the ideal. Um, m- there are way more products out in the 60s to make you tan more than to make you tan less. Mm. So if you go, I mean, it, it would have, especially like, You know, teenagers at the time or or young people probably were not going and buying sunscreen. They were going and buying, you know, um, tanning lotions that would make their skin more
0: susceptible.
1: Yes, absolutely. Mm. And I remember these from back in the day, things that I remember they had something called like a tingle factor. And when you put them on, like they would they'd kind of burn, they'd kind of tingle and then you would be in the sun and that was bad. But I remember that these things existed. That's, yeah, that sounds. It seems, and that's not that long. I'm not that old. It's not that long. But uh, ago. you know what?
0: I can remember actual sunscreen stinging too when I was a little kid. It used to sting. Maybe I'm just thinking about like being in my eyes and stuff.
1: Yeah, maybe I didn't get I, out. A I lot think as a that's kid. what you're. <laughs> didn't, I didn't
0: get outdoors much.
1: Maybe it was just being outside. Yeah. Still. Ah, oh, it's the size! I need to get back inside. Um, so this along this trend by the 70s we see. The invention of the tanning bed.
0: Ugh, gross.
1: Yes. Um, but, but on the other hand, in the 70s, and maybe in reaction to this, we also see SPF become a thing. So, this, the, the idea that we can start rating sunscreens and the, the FDA gets involved to start regulating sunscreens and the mm-hmm. sun protectant factor. So, you can actually figure out, like, is this product that I'm buying that might be turning me a color, yellow or red or whatever, the sunscreen Mm -hmm. is is it actually protecting me from the sun which i mean i guess you find out
0: (laughs) sooner or later it doesn't take much much work to figure that out
1: but you'd prefer to find it out before you go outside in the sun and get burnt Mm -hmm. rather than after um so then we see like the fda starts regulating these and you start getting numbers and like okay this one's better than this one and, and that kind of thing um and you can't make like outrageous claims right um by the 80s, we figured out that there are problems from both UVA and UVB rays. So you know that both kinds of rays from the sun are dangerous and can, and can cause skin damage and, and cancer. And as a result, as we move into the 90s and 2000s, you see more and more types of sunscreen. You see broader spectrum, ones that cover both types of rays. Um, uh, they're more popular. And then you see like spray sunscreens and things that are water-resistant. If it says waterproof, that does not mean you can swim all day and not reapply. Got it. Um, And then, of course, you know, sunscreen really took off with that whole Baz Luhrmann thing in 1999. Sure, that (laughs) lit
0: the fire. That was the anti-Coco Chanel.
1: There are probably young people who are listening who don't know what we're talking about. Just
0: Google it. Baz Luhrmann made a thing out of somebody else's thing that a lot of people thought was written by Kurt Vonnegut but wasn't. And it's called... Is it just called wear sunscreen? I think
1: or you're free to wear sunscreen. Free to wear. Everybody's free. Everybody's free to wear sunscreen. That's what it was That's called. That's what it's called. Yeah, and it gives you like life advice.
0: Yeah, go check it out.
1: And also, I have
0: no idea if it will be culturally re- resonant. I don't or
1: not. know if it will either.
0: I have no clue. But I in, don't the, know. in the late '90s, we were into it.
1: It was. It was considered very cool then. And either way, it tells you to wear sunscreen, so go for it. Go go nuts. Um, And of course, by now we see that like self tanning is a popular alternative, like spray tanning or, you know, like the things you can massage in, like mousses and stuff to just make you look tan, but not actually be tan. And also pale skin is coming back. I actually don't know if that's true. I just declared it.
0: All right. There you go.
1: Folks, you heard it here first.
0: Sydney McRoy, the Coco Chanel of her day, has declared that pale skin <laughs> is back.
1: That's right. I, I, as I do every year, the first warm day of the season, I emerge from my house. It's not the south of France and I'm not on a yacht, but I do emerge from my garage and I am wearing a t-shirt and shorts and the reflection of the sun off my pale, pale skin blinds my neighbors and they say, oh my gosh, who is that pale beauty? <laughs> <laughs> She's bad. I can't see, but me, oh, I love that look. Let
0: me get a Tumblr post up real quick.
1: I went to blind my neighbors too. How do I do that? And I'm like, it's easy. Just don't go outside. Sid, how much SPF do I need? You know, it's funny. You'll read a lot about this. This is a big like conspiracy theory online, but this is actually fairly true. SPF really maxes out around 45 or 50. The mm-hmm. sun protective factor, it's really not like, if you go over that, if something says that it's more than that, it's really not it's it's 45 or 50 but honestly a lot of dermatologists will tell you 30 is fine that so that's mm. plenty because if you look at the numbers like 15 blocks out like and I, I don't have these percentages I'm I'm doing this from memory so it's close to this about 96 percent of the sun's rays and then if you go up to like 30, it's like 97%. Hmm. And then if you get up to like 45 and 50, it's like 98%. So
0: any sunscreen is better than, is is way, 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 way better than none.
1: Exactly, exactly. I would say that if you really want to make sure uh, 30 is fine to go with, if you're paying more for for stuff that says it's like 60 or 80, that I would not pay more for that kind of thing. Um, but it's not it's not directly related. It's not like 30 is twice as strong as fifteen. I think that's oh, interesting. That's um and it's a measure. It's actually the way they derive those numbers. It's a measure of the time it would take for your skin to burn without sunscreen relative to with this sunscreen. and then somehow oh. they get a number out of that. but but Crazy. thirty at least thirty is what I would go for. I would okay. go for thirty. Um, there are all kinds of weird, treatments for sunburn so let's say you didn't take my advice and you did get a sunburn if you check the internet (laughs) you will find that people put everything
0: just whatever they got handy you Uh, just reach for the first open container and put it on yourself
1: that's absolutely true i was reading these and i found these are some of the recommendations i found so if you have a sunburn here's what you should do you should put some lettuce on it and some cucumbers on it and some tomatoes on it and some vinegar on it and i think we just made a salad yeah
0: or <laughs> on just, you <laughs> skip the mill man put some tzatziki sauce in there you're good to go
1: <laughs> um you could also try i mean it really you'll find anything smashed up strawberries coconut oil um one thing i read said that you should cut potatoes in half and rub raw potatoes all over your skin mm-hmm. it should be awfully time-consuming uh, fat free milk that was specifically mentioned, not just milk,
0: not just milk, fat free milk, fat
1: free milk. Eat a bunch of sunflower seeds because they contain a lot of vitamin E, and vitamin E is good for your skin. um Eat yogurt, use tea bags on your skin, baking soda. Um, as far as do these things work, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I figure it this way if you really want to smear yourself with like yogurt or strawberries or tomatoes or whatever. I mean, fine. Go for it. Mm -hmm. Why not? Uh, There are a lot of these things that have like certain uh, anti-inflammatory kind of properties that Mm -hmm. might take some of the sting out. So I can see it like a lot of people will say that about vinegar, that it'll take some of the sting out of the sunburn. And it it may. It's not going to cure it. It's going to go away. Um, So if you don't feel like rubbing yourself with like boiled lettuce water. Don't. Just don't. It's okay. If you if you're into it or if it's like a good excuse for you and your, you know, you and your loved one to like, you know, experiment with some
0: wild sunburn. No better (laughs) time to 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 make whoopee. Uh, What are what are actual treatments? What can I actually do? Give me the list.
1: Okay, so some actual treatments. Wait, I have to tell you this one other thing I found. I found one other thing. Great advice on the Internet. Uh, this is one website. These are the things that they recommended. So don't wear sunscreen, cover up, eat real food and get a tan were the recommendations. So this is this. And the reason I mentioned this, this is one website's um, sun protection regimen mm-hmm. is don't just read the Internet and do anything they say on there because that's all bad advice. Yeah. Instead. Well, cover
0: up isn't bad advice.
1: Well, cover up is fine. But like if you think that eating real food, whatever that means, eating real food is going to protect you from a sunburn.
0: That's our problem. We don't eat enough raw food.
1: And also don't wear sunscreen and get a tan. Well, anyway. anyway, here's what you should actually do. First of all, don't get sunburned. That's good. Prevent it. That's that's the best thing you can do is um, wear sunscreen. Do I mean, loose fitting clothing, like if I know it's hot out and you don't want to be, you know, draped in lots of clothing, but loose fitting co- clothing, covering up your extremities, wearing a hat. Those are all good ideas.
0: Use a umbrella. Use
1: yes yes absolutely get out of the sun when you start like if you start to feel like you know when your skin starts to get that tight feeling like a like a little sore like it's already too late well get out of the sun though because a lot of people don't do that um if you do get a sunburn hydrate it's important you know because you're you're losing a lot of of insensible fluid losses you're losing fluid Hmm. so hydrate yourself moisturize your skin that's a good idea if you get a sunburn. Um, things like anti-inflammatories that are over-the-counter, ibuprofen or, you know, Aleve, naproxen, that kind of thing can help. Um, aloe really can take the sting out. Although, again, we're not talking about curing a sunburn. The only thing that cures a sunburn is time.
0: I, uh, I just a real quick aside uh, before we wrap up. Uh, this is kind of a hard show for me because if you didn't know this, maybe you did uh, My mom died from skin cancer uh, about 10 years ago. So, uh, I say that not to freak you out or to, to bring things down, but just to say that this is serious stuff, and a lot of people um, treat it like it's not, like it's just you know some advice you can take or not. But I'm here to tell you that it is very, 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 very important. So please take the time, take the extra thirty seconds before you leave the house, even if you're not going to the beach. You're just like out and about on a bright sunny day. Uh, apply your sunscreen because it could just save your life.
1: That's absolutely true. There really is it. Uh research to back up that wearing sunscreen and protecting yourself from burns can prevent specifically squamous cell cancer of the skin and melanoma
0: or just stay inside on a list of podcasts that's an option that's, that. right. That's, that's right that's right
1: there. we are we macroids are producing them left and right so yeah, check out all of our podcasts yeah
0: like sawbones uh i do one called uh the adventure zone with my brothers so where we play D D. we do an advice podcast called my brother my brother and me uh i have a food reviewed show on youtube called things i bought at sheets uh, I have a ga- video game podcast called Quality Control. Travis
1: has Tra- Bunker Buddies that has, he does with Andy.
0: Right. And he has another one called Trends Like These. He does this friend, Brent, about what's hot on the internet. And Griffin doesn't have a side project because he's, I don't know. Maybe he's, he's looking for a job. He's
1: lazy and we're very disappointed. Very in disappointed.
0: Him. So listen to all those. Uh, <laughs> many of them are on the Maximum Fun Network, which we're proud of member of you can find all those shows at maximumfund.org thank you to the taxpayers for letting us use their song medicines to intro and outro the show we really do appreciate that thank you so much listening one other quick note we're going to be in uh the pacific northwest at the end of uh august uh go to bit.ly forward slash mbmbam seattle or bit.ly forward slash van mbmbam that's seattle and vancouver Uh, Last weekend of August It's going to be Sawbones And My Brother, My Brother and Me And it's going to be fun So you should come out and see us
1: And Riley will be there
0: Riley will be there That's true Who
1: you like better than Justin
0: Yeah (laughs) Thank you so much for that Uh, That's going to do it for us folks Until next Wednesday I'm Justin McElroy I'm Sydney McElroy As always Don't drill a hole in your head